You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. Episode 35, five reasons why agile governance is just as important as agile delivery. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, I'd just like to say for anyone out there not having a good day, please know that there is help out there. Today's podcast is all about agile governance. Agile governance can mean a lot of different things to different people. But one of the things that I think is really important to call out is agile governance is just as important as agile delivery. And I'll help you understand why. Fundamentally, governance is the alignment of initiatives with organizational goals to create value. And the governance defines how the initiative is set up, managed, and controlled. So good governance, particularly when using Agile, is more about the decision-making process and helping teams and executives drive good decision-making. It's an openness to work collaboratively to identify and understand change requirements. And it's also a mindset change, which is imperative so that the delivery teams agree or disagree with the changes required. Introducing a technique that enables you to empower your people both in delivery and in the governance space to openly communicate their perspective helps to create a greater culture and a greater awareness of the changes necessary to drive the greatest value for your customers. Ultimately, governance in Agile is really about resolving ideas and issues and bringing to the forefront agreed or disagreed solutions Um, by teams, both in delivery and governance. You will never get or rarely get, and I've yet to see an organization where there isn't some form of debate on what changes are required in, in any area, whether it's in delivery or governance. But if you can drive a change or an idea or try to resolve an issue and you get the majority of people on board, that is sufficient to enable you to move forward. There will be situations where debates will happen around solutions and whatnot, but that's just a normal part of day-to-day working within an organisation. It's no different when it comes to governance as well. Not everything that is handed down by governance, unless it's a legal requirement, is mandatory. Often within organisations, I'm finding that you can actually take what is required, dissect it, and then focus on the areas that are going to be able to respond to that requirement in the most efficient way. A lot of agile governance, just like most governance in general, is driven by executive stakeholder needs who ultimately need to understand progress towards the shared outcomes, but also they want to understand the progress so that they can understand where they can change and pivot and when that change or pivot can happen unobtrusively. So, People will make assumptions that agile governance is not required or that it's not a thing and there's a lot of misconceptions and myths about that. Um, I know being someone who's really strongly in the governance space for a long time that with the rise of agile and agile ways of working and, you know, different methods and approaches around agile, there are a lot of uh, naysayers in the delivery space who don't believe that they need to be governed. But when we think about agile delivery versus agile governance, well, 
the first point I want to make is that agile delivery and agile governance are two different things. Delivery depends on what you are using to deliver, what framework, what method, what tools, etc. And it's true that governance is light in a lot of methods to do with agile. I mean, when you look at sort of the earlier versions of different agile frameworks, agile methods, etc., the governance elements are quite light on. Now, I understand that because people are of the impression that when you are running agile delivery that you don't need governance, that teams will self-govern. And I'll get to that point in a minute. But when we think about the delivery side versus the governance side, well, in many organizations, most organizations, these functions are performed by different teams. You don't always have governance performed within delivery, and nor should you, because governance is the element of support or defense over delivery. You wouldn't want to self-govern your own work and your own outputs and your own budgets and your own controls because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're all human and we all make make mistakes. And sometimes in some organizations, we like to dress things up like watermelons, uh, telling people that things are green and they may not necessarily be. So for some some small part of popul- part of the population within the project world, you need governance to make sure that they are held really accountable. In a majority of the a majority of the other parts of projects, people are self-sufficient and are able to self-govern themselves and their own work. But it doesn't replace the fact that the governance attributes within these frameworks is beginning to increase, although it has been light on, particularly in delivery in general. This is the same even in non-agile delivery environments. For example, when looking at the research across a number of different global methodologies such as PMBOK and PRINCE2, through the global white paper research we did uh, over 2019, we found that most of the governance elements were embedded in the delivery, in the project management practices. So not independent. They were assuming that governance themselves sits within delivery. And although there is parts of that that is true, governance itself really sort of began began coming to its own with the idea that it's necessary. So when we think about agile delivery versus agile governance, I'll also say that if agile governance wasn't necessary, then many audit teams would be out of a job. They are there to audit and keep accountable delivery as well as operations. A lot of audit teams are involved in not only keeping track of delivery, particularly for the major programs or large programs that are often larger, large in value, but really they're there as another line of defense beyond your immediate delivery team's governance. So the point here is agile delivery and agile governance are two different things and you need to understand and respect them as that. Point number two, there is a gray area that continues to exist between project delivery and operations within an organization. Whether we like it or not, delivery is often not an independent part of a business. I mean, it's embedded within IT and projects happen in HR and projects happen in finance and projects might happen in the strategy area. There's so many projects running across an organization. It's not always in one area of a business. 
Therefore, it's linked to more heavily governed departments such as finance or risk. So when we think about delivery happening in those areas, happening and, and interacting with those areas, just because in the immediate delivery space that you're in, governance might not be as prominent or your you or your team or your manager may think it's not as necessary, well, when you're thinking about the change that you are doing and the risks or issues that it can introduce to other heavily governed departments, such as finance or risk, that is when that gray area needs to be addressed. For example, one department may be misaligned um, in terms of how the governance is going to apply, and it can significantly impede your long-term transformation agenda because it means that you're not in sync. Now, the gray area exists whether we like it or not. It always has. It doesn't matter whether it's agile or non-agile. But ultimately, we need to make sure that we're bringing together and reducing that gray matter between projects and operations because whatever projects deliver, ultimately, they're delivering for their stakeholders. Their stakeholders might be the end customer. It might be internal users. And a lot of the time, it's multiple parties across an organization. So if you are delivering a new a new financial system or you are introducing a new HR system, you need to think about what are the governance elements that are critical to making sure that what you deliver is not going to impact those departments and those um, heavily regulated uh, departments. Think about the uh, Banking and Finance Royal Commission, as an example, a lot of the a lot of the um, the issues that happened were not necessarily happening within projects, but a lot of issues happened in areas and operational areas within those organisations. And if you think about it, some of the products and services that were being uh, that were impacted actually started some of them started as projects. So we need to make sure that the gray area between projects and operations is aligned. We need to make sure that what you do in your delivery world is not significantly impeding another area. And governance, good governance, is a way of helping to bridge that gap. Good governance helps to support the project delivery teams support the agile delivery teams and making sure that the changes they are making, the the uh, frameworks they are using and the reporting that they are doing aligns and has been well communicated to other areas outside your immediate delivery bubble. Number three, agile in practice. So many organisations struggle to get people to submit their timesheets accurately or on time, let alone self-govern their costs, their schedule, the quality, the outputs, etc. Now, in theory, agile and self-governing teams sounds great, but reality, and this is a fact, it doesn't always happen that way. Now, some teams cannot, for the life of them, get their timesheets process in order. Some teams are unable to submit reports on time as required. Some teams are not able to deliver to the original business case. There are so many challenges that some teams have and no organisation is immune. 
is common and it does happen. Yes, there are some teams that are absolutely brilliant and they probably deliver on all of the things that I'm talking about in better ways, but there are many teams that don't. Now, governance is a form of control. I understand that. And as a project, as a, someone with a project management background, I appreciate and understand and empathize with project managers or delivery managers who need feel the need to be able to be free in the way that they deliver. I understand that. And this is why the levels of control need to vary. You know, it's not about telling anyone how they are supposed to uh, be in a specific way, but rather looking at how complex the organization is or the team or the, um, the function or the project or the program. Look at that, understand that before defining your governance framework. Many people who come from a governance background, I'm one of them, and I've been guilty of this in the past, will bring in their own way of governing. That is the way that they did it at, you know, Mary's Pies or, you know, in, in ABC Bank or wherever it was. Now, just like project managers who often come in and have a way of delivering based on the way that they've been trained, you have to understand that governance people also will come in with a way of governing based on the way that they've been trained or self-taught. And so it's hard sometimes to get a balance between the delivery project management person or product manager, whatever whatever the title that you're using, and the governance person, whether it's the PMO, the governance lead, etc. But it's imperative because agile in practice is around collaboration. It's around bringing people together. It's around efficiency and effectiveness. And the only way you're going to get efficiency and effectiveness and collaboration is by working together to understand, identify, and look at how you will work together to not only deliver well, but also govern well. And that is something you need to do and start off with a simple start off with as simple as a conversation. Remember, you need to look at how complex your organization or team is. Agile in practice is different across every single organization that I have had the pleasure to work with. Now, being in a consulting firm, I've had the opportunity to work across dozens of companies, which gives me a greater appreciation for the complexity and the change and the challenge and the mindsets that exist within these organizations. Sometimes it is easier said than done, but if we focus on starting from the from the foundation of agreeing what is or isn't constituting good governance for your particular organization and balancing that with the delivery needs, it will help in reality for how you can move forward to support your specific um, complexity, your maturity, your specific team size. Sometimes your team might be, you know, a, a dozen people and so you don't need to overburden with complex governance requirements, but there needs to be some element of governance and that governance element might just be some basic guardrails, just enough to help the delivery teams. A lot of the time I find that delivery teams actually look look to governance functions to help them. Um, It's only when they don't get help, they get controlled or managed 
that they um, become resentful of governance and don't really find it beneficial. So let's not make that happen and think about what is actually happening in your specific organisation or your team before making a change. Number four, accountability. So what I'm seeing is accountability is being lost. In some large organisations, I am seeing firsthand how the they are going probably a little bit far the other side where they are assuming that again governance should be light and what is happening is there are dozens and dozens of people working together collaboratively but no one is accountable no one is accountable or necessarily knows how what they do links to the bigger picture outside their bubble within their particular team or their product uh, that they're working on or their compliance area or their function, whatever it is. And so accountability is being lost. Good governance introduces accountabilities and it's one of the key parts in understanding who is doing what. Otherwise, you end up with an uncoordinated mess. Governance itself, not done well in some of these organisations, being thought about afterwards is resulting in governance going rogue. An uncoordinated mess means nobody knows who's responsible for responding on progress of said initiatives. Um, Uncoordinated mess means nobody knows how to allocate their time and charge for their the work performed. Uncoordinated mess means not knowing how to track new changes to requests that are coming in. Uncoordinated mess means people using Excel spreadsheets, putting them on SharePoint, then realizing that they need to make a change and they don't like SharePoint, so they download a copy offline, they make changes, they forget to upload it. The colleague on the, on the left then downloads the same form, realizes doesn't realize it's a different one, ends up making changes, and then you've got two versions floating around if the two ever ever speak to each other. There's so many elements that are causing these teams and organizations to drive uncoordinated, um, unhelpful, uh, bad habits. So you need to make sure there is accountability because who is accountable In some instances, it's no one. And you can't be effective if you're not clear on who and how your function or your team or your agile delivery space is going to run. So governance can help introduce those accountabilities. Even things as simple as providing you a racy, a racy to define who is responsible, accountable, consulted, and informed. Someone has to report back to the executives. Who is it? Is it Mary? Is it Joe? Is it Peter? Is it John? If we don't, if they don't know amongst themselves, then how is it possible for other departments within an organization or the executives themselves to really understand? So don't let your governance go rogue and make sure that you have good accountability within your organization. Number five, agile becoming uncoordinated chaos. Now, this one is really closely linked to number four. Um, But this one is not just about accountability. This fifth point is about 
some of the organizations that are so far in the delivery space for their agile transformations that they you know some some organizations are absolutely killing it they are so far ahead in how they're doing delivery in agile ways meanwhile the governance elements are trailing behind very far behind now many instances this happens because there's a myth that governance is not needed this is something i've heard multiple times by some senior people in organizations and even so by delivery people. It's a myth that governance is not needed and without good governance, you end up having uh, uncoordinated, uh, misaligned, unclear, inconsistent or uncollaborative results, uncollaborative teams trying to deliver results. For example, one client of mine in the past has had the agile new ways of working wand waved over them and they were so so adamant that they were going to be delivering in agile ways using particular agile frameworks that they just completely disregarded 70% of the other delivery teams within the organization that were still using more traditional methodologies Rather than bringing them on the journey, they just went and invested the money and the time and made their teams more agile. And then you have all of these other teams in this organization scrambling, trying to communicate with the the team that is delivering in agile and really not knowing what they needed to do to integrate. This new team brought in new tools, the old teams, didn't know how to use the tools. There had been no introduction of those tools to those teams. These new teams started giving vendors the opportunity to budget and forecast and charge two weeks at a time because they were doing agile sprints. Not effective. These teams went against the way the vendor management processes worked because they believed that the way they were running was the right way. So what ended up happening was a significant multi, uh, multi-million dollar delivery department was effectively becoming uncoordinated, uncoordinated chaos. Projects were going over budgets left, right, and center. And teams across the departments, when one project um, lead left one, organ- one department and went to another department, there was a clear disconnect between the way that they were working on one side and the way that they had to work on another side because it had become an uncoordinated mess. And so it's really important that although delivery is important and we want to make sure that delivery is done well, that you're not forgetting about the governance elements, at least the bare minimum that's going to drive the best value. So that was number five. Now just a few ideas that will help you on your agile governance journey. Take some time to observe what sort of agile integration challenges your teams are having. You need to really assess what is there today and understand how that needs to change. Using a process to consistently identify, rank, prioritize, and then working as a team to define the proposed action plan that you're going to use to address them. You can use a number of problem-solving techniques 
we've got a, a video on YouTube under Agile Ideas that has three pro- problem-solving techniques. Um, one of those techniques is called pet comparison, where you can prioritize and rank different um, attributes of change. Second idea is working to break silos amongst your organization. Take the time to bring together peripheral stakeholders who have a direct impact on what you are doing. For example, when we found that finances were chaotic and disorganized for one client, we had to create a working group to bring together key players across finance, accounting, projects, and even at points legal to address each of the concerns, each of their concerns, before defining a solution that they could be happy with, endorse, and support. Empower your teams efficiently by working together to define a well-balanced governance framework, one that supports, not hinders your team. Take the time to publicly review this and nominate key team members to proactively monitor on it, reporting back every so often as new challenges emerge. Now, some people think that agile governance is around, well, how do we use um, products and systems like Confluence or how do we maintain uh, Jira boards and uh, Kanban boards and Jira? How do we, uh, you know, these little sort of pieces of the puzzle they all contribute to the overall integration challenges. So list them down and then work together as a team to understand how you need to change or improve or remove or reduce these particular challenges and pain points in order for you to improve the way that you do agile governance. A different way of thinking about the traditional governance is by changing fixed mindsets. Doing that contributes to better decision-making, stronger organisational relationships and improves morale amongst your team members. With less friction and debate around what, what is or isn't needed in terms of governance, you're able to deliver value earlier to your customers. So if you'd like to learn more about how we are bringing agile governance and agile delivery teams together for improved customer outcomes, then get in touch via our website www.agilemanagementoffice.com. We'd love to run a two-hour strategy session to help you unlock your team's potential. If you're interested, please get in touch via our website. Hopefully, you've been able to think, feel, or be inspired. I look forward to meeting again next time.